Hi, and welcome to Syrup Shots Gaming. I'm Tyler, and with me is Dave. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Long time no see. Long time no see. And Chris. I'm alive. I'm not just raising a kid. You're not just raising it. I mean, you you are also you raising, are raising a kid. It, yeah, but... Uh, I see that they make a uh, Fisher-Price uh, controller now that like <laughs> kids can play with. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, I think uh, Bella Cressida gave Hugo uh, um, a little controller. Your baby's first controller. <laughs> yeah. Well, someone modded it and is playing Elders or is playing uh, Elden Ring with it. Oh Jesus! Of course they are. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. That's well, everyone, welcome to Search Shops Gaming Podcast. Uh, each week, we try to or we try to each week get together, talk about what we've been playing, news in the video game world, etc. Life has been kind of happening. Uh, we've all had kind of some personal stuff that's kind of gotten in the way. But we're trying a new schedule of when we're recording, so hopefully we get back on track. Get a little more regular. <laughs> Our podcast fiber. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> so let's start off with the basics. What have you guys been playing? Oh. Wow. What a. That is a big question because since the last time we talked, uh, I have played quite a bit, and uh, it's been a while. Yeah, uh, so, I think the last time our vi- our last video came out two months ago. Yeah, so um, I've been playing quite a bit. Um, so, listeners, we have mentioned on the podcast once or twice before how we at the beginning of the uh, the year we will make a recommendation for a friend on the first game that they have to play for the year and then the friend has to play it well tyler got me this year and so the without game cheating. i had to without cheating he he claims <laughs> but the uh so the game i had to play was uh metal gear solid 5 the phantom pain um, which I did. Now, starting before that, though, I had been playing uh, the Xbox exclusive ReCore uh, before that, and that is a game that, unfortunately, I'm going to do something I usually don't like to do, but I am just not going to finish that game, at least for now. Um, wow. Yeah, I know. Uh, that game was truly just... It wasn't even bad. It just was mediocre. That was the that was even worse. I feel sometimes because I've played some truly laughably bad games and have found enjoyment out of them. But with it, it was just the I, I felt a lot of things were you know it had like a lot of good ideas that just didn't go anywhere. And I know some people in the game were like, "Oh, but the combat's wonderful." No, the combat sucks. It's terrible. And you don't ever get, like, any different weapons. You get these upgrades for your gun. All right? You know what the upgrades are, Tyler? Guess what the upgrades are. It does more damage? 
No, not, nece not necessarily. Here's the thing. At the beginning of the game, you get a gun, and it fires white laser bolts. Later, you get literally the red upgrade, and you fire red laser bolts. Now, so, so what you're telling me is you got the Mass Effect 3 ending upgrade to your gun. Yes. <laughs> red, red, blue, yellow. And you got to match the colors to the enemy's like power core to do more damage. All right. But it doesn't fire any different. Nothing's like rockets or anything. And so some people are like, oh, well, that's the Mega Man inspiration. And I'm like, no. Even in Mega Man, once you beat a robot master, you got a sweet new weapon that shot and did everything differently. So, and they're like, also, like, it's like, it's Metroidvania inspired. I'm like, no, it's not. It is a Ocarina of Time style Zelda inspired. But uh, here's all the environments. So it takes place in a barren desert world. So the first area is a barren desert. The next area is a barren desert. The third area is a barren desert, only this time it's quicksand. Ooh. And all so, of them have, like... And the story, also at the same time, is, like, taking... Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Question. I, I don't know anything about this game. Like, is this, a, like, a Xbox One game? Is this a... Yeah. Okay. It's an the, Xbox One. Exclusive. Everything you're describing about it makes me feel like like it's especially that last bit of like how there's like no variety to the environments. Like that was a problem that I remember from like the PS3, Xbox 360 days, where like everything was dark and bleak. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um. So it's just now the cool things are there are some good ideas. You get these like little robot companions with you and i believe there's like four or five in the game and like one is like a dog themed frame and um he allows you to like dig things up in like the, the ground and stuff and then there's a spider themed one and he basically can be used as like the kind of like the grapple beam from metroid and then there's a giant gorilla themed one and he punches through walls and they all, they all have their own, like, unique uh, takes to help you in combat. And uh, so uh, probably one of the best things I found in combat, though, was uh, you could summon them down, and what happens is they, like, launch literally down from the sky and land, like, Iron Man style. But if you, like, smack an enemy with them, it'll do it damage. So it's just like, oh, <laughs> I summon dog form. Blam! Okay. Good job, puppy. Do, do you and, wonder if maybe the reason people make the Metroidvania comment is only because it has a grapple beam like Metroid? Uh, and even then, it's not even a great grapple beam because you throw this spider it, 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 on like a track and then like a like a train track kind of looking thing almost and then it, 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 it crawls around. And so I guess that gives you kind of maybe also like a milk ball feel from the Metroid Prime games mm. because... Remember how the spider ball could only go on, like, certain tracks? Yeah. So there's that. Um, and it's also very... Or what? Like, like, do you, like, have to backtrack? Are there puzzles? Like, Yeah, there are puzzles, but I haven't found... And, uh, but I've also... The more I've kind of read about it, the more I've found out, like... They also... It's a major... It's a shooter platformer. 
and they really have trying to have it so like kind of like the Mario 64 stars to get to the end of the game you have to find enough prismatic cores which are like the stars in the game and there's like a you know a certain amount and you know you find them in the dungeons and stuff like that real fast here prismatic cores sounds like the most generic you got to collect them all from a video game i have ever heard that is the most generic name for something that's more generic than superstars <laughs> true uh, that's, yeah it's pretty generic i mean i mean but the, the yeah. name of the game isn't like super unique either I yeah and, and i think like, that is that supposed to mean my <laughs> biggest thing with it also is uh this story i've probably plugged in like 15 hours into the game and it's apparently supposed to be like 30 the story has gone nowhere i even if it's a bad story if it goes somewhere within that time Chances are I will stick it out. I played a game where you literally play as a guy going around uh, Akihabara in Japan, tearing people's clothes off because they're vampires and you expose their skin to vampires. It is literally a bad game and the stupidest plot ever, but because of so many anime in-jokes and just because the story and silliness actually went somewhere in, you know, a, a, a reasonable enough amount of time, I did finish the game. So, but this, it's just like, okay, there is a bad robot on this planet that we are trying to colonize. Well, why did he go bad? So uh, I don't how know. Many, how many hours did you play this game? Probably like, uh, I'd say like 12, honestly. I think 12. Okay. And how many hours did you, you, you kind of skimmed right, skipped like right through like, you know, Phantom Pain. Like how long did you play that for? Jeez, I played a hundred hours <laughs> of Phantom Pain. Okay. So because, I, I, wanted, I didn't want to let you off the hook. Like, no, 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 no. no. I, I, mean, I, I was getting to Phantom Pain, but I just had to. We, we could skip ReCore. Eh, it's, yeah. it's, it's a game. It happens. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's just, it's mediocre, but I just, I felt I had to explain that because like some people are giving it like, you know, really nice scores on Metascore. And I'm just kind of like, what is this? one of those ones I'm like, no, I'm sorry. You are objectively wrong. I think they're um, trying to make a cult following game versus letting it happen naturally. Um, as for the Phantom Pain, loved that game. Really, truly loved that game. Uh, I don't R. know. R. If Fox my, yeah, I don't know if it's my favorite Metal Gear game, but it is definitely a close contender. I will say though, at the start of the game. I was a bit concerned uh, because it, I would say it's got like a kind of a slow start. Well, the opening chapter is amazing, but then anything after that is kind of a slow start until I'd say around the middle. And I play Metal Gear games for the Kojima science fiction wackiness. And I really wasn't getting a lot of that until probably maybe about a third of the way in. And that's when it started hooking me in, and then by the halfway point, I was I was pretty sold on the whole experience. Um, I, I'm very pleased with how it turned out. Uh, I actually really did like the story, but I can tell from playing it now that clearly 
Konami was getting fed up with Kojima at this point. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, so chapter two of the game is a, honestly just a joke. They should have just called it the epilogue and have been done with it. But instead, they decided to pad it out by adding in these like bonus... Uh, Repeat like missions? Diffi- yeah, harder difficulty repeat missions, which you don't have to play. I did not play a single one of them. I found out you can do like three side missions in between each one. So I actually got a good bit of the side missions finished instead and then would do like the main story mission to get to the actual ending because I didn't touch a single one of those. I'm just like, this is stupid. I've already done this. Um, And then also kind of the actual like last ending bit to the game, the la- mission 51, it's not even in uh the game uh i guess kojima got fired before they let him finish it but they included it on the special edition uh dvd that from, came what with... from what i remember like he left konami and then he came back as a consultant to finish the game mm. finish it. yeah but that would have cleared up pretty much all the plot points for five if they had left that in and it's one of those ones I was just like, oh man, I would have much rather played this than actually just sat and watched this. Because the idea was actually pretty cool, I'd say. And... Now, I know mm-hmm. overall it wasn't your favorite Metal Gear, but in terms mm-hmm. of, of just gameplay, where does it rank? Um, You know... It's it's difficult to say because it seems like, you know, they keep trying to evolve Metal Gear as uh, the games went on. And uh, so, like, each Metal Gear was kind of different. Whereas, you know, I guess Solid and 2, you know, you had this kind of closed space and kind of places you could backtrack to. Whereas I would say 3 and 4 were more like... Kind of like how uh, action-adventure games had evolved, like with uh, Resident Evil 4, where, you know, you've got these lengthy levels, but it's kind of a straight path, and that you don't really return to these areas ever again once you, you leave them. They're, they're linear games that look mm-hmm. like they're bigger than they really are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, so Metal Gear Solid Five was great because you got to revisit these areas. However... Again, that was uh, another one of my concerns, though. I guess I could borrow that from ReCore. Um, there is two environments in that game. There is Afghanistan, and there's Africa, and they all start to look pretty similar. So Yeah, I, 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 don't, admit, I don't disagree with that. By the time I got to Africa, I was just like, oh my god, there's another country in this game? <laughs> you know, because uh, I'm just kind of like, I went from one barren desert wasteland to another <laughs> um but uh I, I i ended up i really truly enjoyed it uh it's a great game uh i i story-wise i feel i 100 percented it uh I, I by no means did that gameplay wise but uh by the time i had hit the last mission and i had all that stuff i was good and done with the game i felt uh, I enjoyed it enough that I actually uh, went to a recent anime convention and I bought a Sahelanthropus model kit nice. to go with my uh, Rex and Ray. So I've got that to build over the summer. Now you're, ju- now then, you're, just, missing, now you're just missing Shagahod. 
<laughs> and then my stupid self decided, let's play another really long ass game. And so I started Cyberpunk. And uh, I'm really enjoying that too now, actually. Uh, I'm really enjoying the story a lot. Uh, I'm very happy I waited until the uh, update came to make it the PS5 version. However, there are still some bugs, clearly. But none of them have been game-breaking for me, just cosmetic. And even then, some of them have been kind of funny. <laughs> so, you know, like, at one point, a guy literally walked through a car. Just, you know, like, walked through it like uh, he was the dad from Heroes. Just romp, you know? I'm like, okay, well, that happened. <laughs> and then... Also, version breaking. Yeah, that's the mm -hmm. only bugs I've encountered, but there's also the worst one I've seen so far. And it's uh, so what it is is that uh, when there's like you can go to a restaurant in the game, you meet up like with an informant, and the, all the waitresses are taking your orders on like tablet computers. And what happens is, as like I'm walking in. The tablet is connected to her hand, and but it's just like it looks like this, all right. Only with the tablet going into the palm, <laughs> and then she reaches around back, grabs it, because it's like not supposed to be attached to her hand, and then she's folding it correctly. And I'm like, oops, <laughs> there's <laughs> another one. <laughs> so it just. Just funny stuff like that, but those are the two most egregious ones. Uh, but everything else, like, you know, I haven't had any, like, villains T-pose on me or just stop moving or anything. Uh, I've had, you know, plenty of, like, really intense firefights and had no problem with those. And, you know, the, the lore that they have built for this game is wonderful. And... I really like investigating all the different gangs that are in the story. And, you know, some of these are like, these gangs are literally addicted to augmenting themselves. And uh, so to the point that, like, they don't look really human anymore. And right. so there's a lot of that. And I've been really enjoying that, too. I mean, that's, a, that's a very cyberpunk thing. Now, mm -hmm. um, I, I, haven't, I, I think I played the, the prologue. Um, We'll we'll get to you know my monologue of what I've been playing for the last two months, but um, <laughs> I, I played through the prologue of Cyberpunk, and that was one of the big takeaways that I got from playing the game was you know holy crap this is much better than everyone said. So mm -hmm. One of the things that was interesting was you know this plays much better as a shooter than I expected for a game made by people who make RPGs. Yeah. <laughs> The it, mechanics it, are actually really good. It's yeah, it's surprising. It's it's not like you're playing like a Fallout where they have to invent a mechanic because the shooting's that bad. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> oh god. I I actually tried it on the original Xbox when it first came out, and, and that's the big difference. Is it's playing smoothly now for you guys, but when it first yeah. came out on the past gen consoles, it it wasn't that it had low frame rate. It was a slideshow when it got into gun battles. It was Oof. literally unplayable. Uh, mm. That's so. I I think it's always been a good, if not great, game. 
I think it just came out on the wrong console. They needed another year in the up. Yep, yep. I mean, and that's what's interesting. You know, um, I, I followed a lot of the, 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 the hubbub that's around this game. As a fan of CD Projekt Red, um, Witcher 3 is, you know, one of my favorite games that I've, I've played, also made by them. And, uh, you know, um, the devs, there's documentation and there's excerpts from them basically saying that, yeah, they thought the game would be ready by 2022. Yeah, so okay. <laughs> now is when we it should have came out. Way to go, execs. <laughs> eh, probably shouldn't have been a last gen game. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, at least Halo learned from them and like I'm I'm gonna hold up a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I think a lot of uh there's probably even stories we won't hear about. Oh of course. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Of course. They're like, oh, you know, um, let's just let's, let's push. Rather, rather make you know, um, don't don't want to ruin our reputation by by releasing a game that where it's ready to come out of the oven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dave, did you have any other games that you wanted to to talk about, or was that <laughs> I kind of jumped that's, in on you? And... No, that's fine. That is all I have played. So, uh, as we were talking before, uh, um, you were asking me, so like, what are your games for the summer? And I'm like short ones <laughs> <laughs> so actually i think the one i am planning on uh, representing with my t-shirt tonight my jet no! set radio t-shirts so uh i always loved that for the dreamcast but i never beat it so i think i'm gonna do a couple retro games over the uh, summer uh I've, I've sold a couple things and have financed uh, getting some rarer games that i've always wanted but the price was always uh, an obstacle but some of the items I sold made it so that wasn't an issue. So ultimately, I was basically selling and breaking even on these things. So I was able to pick up uh, Chibi Robo for the GameCube, uh, Haunting Ground for PS2, and a couple others that I just I, I, I wanted, but you know, I, and I wanted officially, but uh, never, you know, never could. Uh, <laughs> Never could bring myself to pay that much money. When now it's to the point I'm like, well, I'm not actually losing money. <laughs> fair. Yep, yep, yep. Fair, fair. Chris, what are you doing? My monologue time. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no. It's been a while. So at the start of the year, uh, I was playing uh, Persona 5 Strikers. Which is the first Muso game that I have uh, attempted to play since I think I tried Samurai Warriors way back when on a PSP. <laughs> Why? Because I wanted a game to play on my handheld. And, uh, you know, honestly, I've never really been a fan of Muso games. You know, I, I tried it and they're okay. I think the other one I remember playing was the, I think it was the, the Gundam Dynasty Warriors game. Oh, yeah, yeah. That one was called. Dynasty Warriors Gundam. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's fine. Um, this one is actually pretty good. <laughs> I ended up finishing the game. Um, I did most of the, the side content. A lot of it, I think it was just like, I'm coming back to hang out with my pals from Persona 5. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it, yeah. You know, it's just another romp, right? It, it felt like, you know, they, they, they're on summer vacation. They're solving another mystery. The Phantom mm -hmm. Thieves are back, baby. So, I mean... 
I can say I like a Musou game, and that Musou game is P5 Strikers. If you like Persona 5, I highly recommend it. The, the one drawback is that it, it, it pretends like Royal doesn't exist. So, oh, really? Yeah. So. Oh, that's a shame, because that's the one I played. I didn't play the original Persona. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, there, there'll be some differences that you'll notice when you play it, if, if you play it, Dave. No, I plan on playing it. You should time. play it. You'll, you'll like it. I had um, hoped that they would have made it in a way so that, uh, you know, they don't maybe have to address Persona 5 Royal, but it's, it it at least wouldn't conflict. Man. So, who knows? <laughs> yeah. No, it, it is what it is. Hold on just a second. Um... The, the the next big game that I ended up playing was uh, Horizon Forbidden West, which I loved that game. That game was awesome. <laughs> Highly recommend it. Um, I know it's largely being overshadowed, at least in conversation, by Elden Ring. Um, and, and a lot of that's just because, you know, it's um, at least on paper and at least just looking at it it looks like more of the same mm -hmm. um and you know until you get into like the forbidden west literally the like the title area because you actually don't start in the forbidden west okay um, you will play probably about 10 hours depending on how much of the like side content that you do before you get into the forbidden west when you play the game hmm. mild spoiler <laughs> okay but once you do game opens up there's a lot of new extra things that they've added that I mean, the the combat and the gameplay is added uh, bumped up to a whole nother level one of the things i will say one of my criticisms of like the original game was that you know there's other weapons besides bows and zero dawn but i didn't really use them I remember Same. watching. I remember watching Mickey play my wife, and um, she actually used the traps of Zero Dawn, and I was like, "Oh, those things! I forgot you even had them. I <laughs> used them in Zero Dawn. I never did." And uh, in Forbidden West, I, I for a while there, I actually played like the the trapper. Um, uh, what do they call it? The the trapper play style, the trapper uh, role. And I, I enjoyed it. I found them actually the traps to be useful in this game and some of the. Um, uh, the, the trap style weapons that you use. So I found like it really grew into like it's part of the reason why it isn't going to be seemingly very um, different than the original. It's largely because it's, you know, still a story about Aloy. Um, mm -hmm. You still got your robot dinos. The core gameplay is taking out robot dinos and there's more of them. And the new ones, oh man, I'm not going to say anything about them, but. There's some really good ones. Oh, <laughs> oof. But uh, where they've gone in and done a lot of their homework is in the systems. And it's not the sexy stuff that you want to hear when you talk about role-playing games, but it's the important stuff that make the game feel more rich, more dynamic. It's really surprising me when, like, you know, um, with it being an open world that you would go do stuff and, uh, you know, important things, the story, and you would actually, like, go talk to other characters are kind of like revolving, like resolving like their part in the story. Mm -hmm. and, they would, and they would talk to you about it, right? And mm -hmm. and if you ever talk to them, you know, again, like doing a side quest, like they actually put in the time and effort to build out that world. And I mean, the 
Oh gosh, the facial animations are so much better than the first. <laughs> you know, uh, it, uh, it's a much more immersive, much more realistic game. Um, yeah, people should definitely play it. Don't sleep on it. Um, you know, I, I think that you know, come come end of year, uh, it's not going to win game of the year, but I think it'll still be in the conversation as it deserves to be. I think Dunkey made a very good point about it. He was uh, talking about the last one being overshadowed pretty badly as oh. well because it came mm -hmm. out like what a month or the same month. Oh, Breath of the Wild. It was did. a week. It came one out a week. week before Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and and I actually, to tell you the truth, I kind of feel like the the you know what PlayStation will end up doing is something similar to what they did with Zero Dawn, which was they waited a while, they released an expansion, mm -hmm. and then they. Then I imagine the most sales that they got for that game were for the complete edition. Mm. And they'll probably do the same thing um, for Forbidden West. The game is definitely ripe for, you know, an expansion of some sort. Mm -hmm. um, I have my ideas for what that could be, and I hope I'm right. Uh, but, man, there's, there's a lot of game there. And I did get the Platinum Trophy in the game. And, uh, honestly, it's very... <laughs> I'm a little disappointed, and this is, I guess, one of my criticisms of being a trophy hunter. The trophy is actually way easier than I thought it should have been to get. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that's just like, okay, you tried it, cool. You're done now. You don't have to go do that now. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. I, I guess you I just ask that you try it. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that I, I did and, and the way that I do like my trophy hunting, just so I don't spoil anything for myself, is you know as I get or as I when I complete the game, I'll go back and I'll look and see like mm. what, I, what I missed. And there's a lot of stuff that I end up doing thinking that it would be a trophy that wasn't. Mm. Gotcha. Ugh. No, I, I, I anticipate, I want to play that game. I really enjoyed the first one too, but uh, I've also told myself that I want to play the expanded version, uh, expansion of the first one before I get into the uh, sequel. And so I have the complete edition now, and I ended up giving the uh, vanilla edition uh, to my brother and sister-in-law. And uh, so he got to enjoy it, and he, he platinumed it as well. And so. It was a fair deal for all, but uh, I've just I've never really found the time because I also really remember you know how much of a time investment the original game was, and honestly that was when I plugged in the original game I'm just like ah oh, yeah let's just play this game it'll probably be what twenty hours and it's just like I'm on hour sixty yeah <laughs> yeah so, no uh, I think it took me uh, never mind I don't remember. I'll have to look at my time clock. It took me a while to to get through. I'm somewhere in between like eighty and hundred hours. Mm. A hot minute. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, and then the, um, I guess to to finish my 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 monologue, it, my story is not too dissimilar to what you were saying, Dave. Because I played such a big game, I didn't want to play anything big. My plan was to go jump into Cyberpunk because I played the prologue. Mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I jumped into the prologue because that patch came out. Um, for cyberpunk and i was like mm -hmm. all right let's let's go but then i did, i just got sucked into forbidden west and i never looked back so what i've been playing lately 
um, with the whole, you know, the, you know, spoiler alert for the topic of the show, but, uh, you know, I went and picked up a, a PlayStation uh, Now subscription so I could get my extended subscription for PlayStation Plus and get the, the newly branded PS Plus Premium, because uh, why not? And I've never given PlayStation Now a, a fair shake at all. I've never even tried it, right? So um, I tried uh, the, the streaming. Um, I played uh, Ratchet and Clank into the Nexus, which is the game that actually takes place before Rift Apart. Um, <clears throat> And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, I'll say this about the streaming. It worked better than I thought it was going to work. Um, the, the, the downside to it is it's, you're playing a PS3 game. So comes with all the problems of playing a PS3 game, right? It's an old game, right? Yeah. Um, you don't get any of the advantage of playing it on your hardware. Um, I did have some stuttering that happened three times for me when I played through about a 10 hour game and, um, you know, it, it didn't last very long, but at the same time, also I have a gigabit connect internet connection at home, so I I, I crush the minimum requirements for for what's needed. And you still had a stuttering problem. And I still had a stuttering problem. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that, so, that that would be annoying. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not the best way to play those games. I mean, to, to spoil, I guess, like you know, my my apprehension. I mean, I'm clearly in, but I'm also the target audience. I consider myself to be a hardcore PlayStation gamer. I want to play the classic million, the classic games. I just hope that they do it. Just I hope they do it service. And mm -hmm. I mean, what's there now really isn't a great put forward. I understand why PlayStation Now never really took off. In addition to the branding problems, it's it's not great. It's okay. Gotcha. <laughs> And um, now I will say this, I, they did do VRR support for PlayStation. I actually started playing uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart because <laughs> it's fun. And because the game is now, uh, you know, the, you know, it, it reaches like in like 100 frames per second. And it's just, it's already amazingly beautiful anyways. And um, clearly I like Ratchet and Clank, so. <laughs> nice. But yeah, that, that, that brings me to the present. So so Tyler, what have you been playing? I've been playing a myriad of games as well. Um, but per the uh, game exchange from the beginning of the year, I have been working on Ghost of Tsushima. And oh, the feel of that game. Did either of you guys play it on the PS5? Yes. No, I did not. Um... As soon as that director's <laughs> cut came out, man, I... I uh... Played the, the I didn't play through like the original game. I I did the uh, expansion, the Icky Island expansion. I've been I meaning to know, do that as I, well. <laughs> I don't know how, but they somehow made that game prettier and play better. And it's not like the original wasn't bad. Pretty. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it somehow had fast loading times on PS4 hardware. I don't mm -hmm. know how, but it did. It is it is absolutely gorgeous, like you said. I'm playing it at, at the uh, frame rate uh, settings, so 60 FPS. Um, but the thing that's really surprising me, and I didn't think would surprise me this much, is that haptic feedback. That yeah. is, especially on horseback, where if I'm running, I can feel the difference between running in a field versus running on a dirt road versus running on stone with the horse. 
Wow. And that it, it is it is no sound. It's all feel. It is just so impressive. Um, gameplay is fantastic. Uh, love the countering system. Uh, I'm really starting to get into the flow of switching between the different styles depending on which enemy I have. Um, right. It's not an easy game, but I I'm loving it thus far. So yeah, it's not that, an easy game, but I never felt it was unfair. Either. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so that's one game. I have dived into the Rick and Morty of video games, which is Elden Ring. I make that comparison because the fanboys of it are trying to ruin it by overhyping it too much. <laughs> um, I, if you have any inclination to try it, what I will say is it is easier than Bloodborne or Dark Souls. It's got a lot of feel similar to Breath of the Wild. And what I mean by that is it's open world. Um, it doesn't really have missions. You just see something cool and go to it. And just get in awe about all the weird things that you see along the path. Uh, it is tough, but you, when you start leveling up and start finding some of these newer weapons that all play differently, that's when the game really kind of opens up and you start feeling that it's fair. I gotcha. Uh, I did pick up uh, Elden Ring. I don't know if I'm going to play it immediately, but... Uh... I had Man, some... you're a glutton for punishment, Dave. You're like, yeah. no. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid, Phantom yeah. Pain, Cyberpunk. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. play anything else, man. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to play it soon, but I had a number of like GameStop coupons mm. for building up points that I think we're going to go out. And like, I had cash on me for some reason, which is unusual, so... I'm just like, technically, this is only really going to cost me $30. So, And they didn't have Horizon uh, Forbidden West. So I'm like, Elden Ring it is. <laughs> there you go. My one recommendation whenever you, whenever you start the game, no, no rush, mm -hmm. is just remember this one lesson. If something seems too tough, you can walk mm -hmm. away from it. That's you don't, true. you don't, not, not from the game, just from that enemy. You can go to somewhere else. Mm -hmm. the, there is... The game is designed to sometimes have things that are super difficult that you cannot beat from the get-go or mm -hmm. from where you're at that point, just to encourage you to come back. Because it'll always be in the back of your mind of like, am I strong enough now? I'll go back, try. Mm -hmm. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope, 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 nope. So much nope. <laughs> yep. Um, so, been playing that. I did find an Xbox Series X. And I've... is I didn't even buy new games for it. I've just been going back and trying old games on it. And it is freaking fantastic. I am so surprised on how well that uh, FPS boost works. It makes Overwatch on a Xbox play at 120 frames per second. It is mind or it's eye bleeding good in terms of visual. Uh, and the quick resume is honestly really darn impressive. Having up to five games where I just pop back in right where I was. Uh, fantastic. So I went from like Sonic Mania to Control to uh, you know Destiny, just hopping back and forth between all of them. Nice, so much fun. And then there's the one that I got because I have some other friends that aren't you guys asked me to get to play with them. Mario Golf Super Rush. Wow. Okay. 
surprisingly fun. Um, okay. It's uh, I know it didn't get the most glowing of reviews when it came out, but honestly, it, it's got a lot of diversity in terms of the courses, in terms of how you even play the game. You could take turns like old traditional golf games, or you could all just go all at the same time, just run to your to your ball and just keep golfing. Um, all right, that sounds good. And there's even Race like a mode. There's even actually there's even a battle mode where you're trying to sink uh all the holes before your opponent, and that's how you win. It's almost like a race, in nice. like you were saying there. Uh, I've been it, tempted to get that because I feel like that is a game I could get to play with my dad. Um, there were certain well, games like you know, as kids we would always try and get him to play. And it's funny because he was the guy who got me and my brother into video games. But he like eventually got to the point where it's just kind of like, I can't keep up with this crap. And it's just, but that was like a, with the original Nintendo. So like, I know he would like plug in Castlevania sometimes at night when I was going to bed, but anymore, he's just kind of like, you know, he'll, and he gladly listens to what I'm playing. Like, when I was playing the Mass Effect series, you know, I, I was working with him at the same company at the same time. So he'd be like, we'd get in the car in the morning. He's like, okay, what's the recap? Because he was so invested in the storyline, you know, and how I was playing it, that I would have to recap the events of the evening before to him on the road in the morning. And, and he loved it. And so he's just kind of like, would then ask, you know, like, what does, uh, what does a Turian look like? And he's just like, so I showed him, I have a, I had a figure of um, Garrus and he's just like, Oh, this is completely different than what I imagined. So that was the cool part for him. Just like imagining in his head, what he thought stuff was. And then also seeing compared to uh, the actual thing, but now anymore, it's just like, uh, we'll be talking about games. And then he's just like, I'm like, think we were going on vacation to like the UK and we were going to be on a long airplane flight. And he's just looking at stuff and he's like, wait, you have Mario Tennis? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, I'll play that game. So we ended up playing Mario because he understands tennis. He, he likes tennis. But it's just like, I'm going to throw a fireball at you. You can't throw fireballs in tennis. You can now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it's actually kind of fun, too, because it does have the Joy-Cons. So you can play it like a traditional golf game or you can go Wii Sports on it and swing that way. I so gotcha. there's multiple ways to play that. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Last game I've been playing is uh, my phone had finally died after three years. So I got a new phone and I just wanted to kind of try out the graphics and whatnot, see what games it could play on it. And I, I, I may I, or may not have gotten hooked on another Pokemon game. Okay. <laughs> Pokemon Unite. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Oh, I saw the eye roll there, Chris. No judgment from here. I was hoping uh, you were going to say Dragalia Lost. <laughs> oh no i i I've broken. I've played. I've 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 played way too many hours of Dragalia Lost. Oh. Uh, A.K.A. Uh, the um, Slutty Summon game. That's <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly I, a Nintendo game. But. Yeah, I, I do wish Nintendo would bring it to consoles in some version. But... I, I mean, it is it is ripe to be their answer to Diablo. 
Oh, okay. That's that's really how it plays on the mobile for Dragalia Lost. Mm-hmm. I, and I think that could have been a banger of a, a game. So, fingers crossed they one day do that. Okay. But going back to Pokemon Unite, I actually find that I like the touch controls more than the controller controls on the Switch for it. Wow. Yeah, I, I did not expect that, but... And it's, okay. you, you know, I, I realize it's Baby's first MOBA, but <laughs> it's 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 fun. And uh, just like any other mobile game I play, I don't pay a cent for it. I know I can, but I, I choose not to. And I just, like, all the things that really cost money in the game that will take too long to earn are cosmetic. You can legitimately earn all the characters you want to play in this game. Oh, okay. Um, but it, that's what kind of got me thinking about the topic tonight. So, topic of the night. Subscription services and our thoughts on them for video games. You know, the good, mm-hmm. the bad, the ugly. Sure. And it, and How do you want to start with this? Like, I, I, I want to start with... Like, I, I want to start with... Take a commercial break first before, or...? Yeah. You know what? Let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back and talk about the topic. This episode is brought to you by Syrup Shots Gaming Podcast. Like going to a diner late at night, taking a shot of syrup. It's probably a bad idea, but we're going to do it anyway. If you like this content, please leave a like, comment, subscribe. You know that usual general stuff that people ask you to do. Uh, What's that? You want to leave us a review? Fantastic. You can leave a five-star review, wink, wink, at uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get this great content. Thank you for choosing to listen to us, and we look forward to bringing you more dumb content in the future. All right, and welcome back to the podcast. So I want to start off with a story that made me kind of think of all of this here. So when Apple Arcade first came out, they gave everyone like three months free to try it out. Mm-hmm. Most of the games are so-so on it, but there was one game, one game that I absolutely loved on it. It was called Grindstone. Are either of you familiar with it? Uh, I can't I say I've heard that one. Okay, it's actually on the Switch now. It wasn't okay. then. So remember that, okay? Okay. It's it's a puzzle game, but the way the puzzle works is you're like this Norlandic, uh, like barbarian type character who has to go okay. through monsters. So you have to draw a path through all monsters of the same color to swipe through them. And okay. if you let certain, if you let monsters sit there without being attacked for too long, they'll start attacking you, and you only have so much health. Okay. And it, it just adds in different kind of blocks and. Uh, things to stop you and there's different combos like if you go so many it'll drop a diamond where if you hit that it'll basically like a you can start another string with a different color and it was a lot of fun and it had hundreds and hundreds of levels okay i know so but this sounds more like a puzzle game just it is correct yeah it is it is a puzzle game but it is a very 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 fun puzzle game okay and I would have been willing to buy it. I would have been willing to, uh, you know, just like, I don't, nothing else on the subscription was really calling to me. Mm-hmm. Even though it was only five bucks a month. Mm-hmm. I just wanted that one game on my phone. It was the perfect, I'm going to do a quick puzzle on my phone game. Mm-hmm. You still cannot buy it on iPhone or Android. The only way you can get it on mobile is with Apple Arcade. And that infuriates me when they lock games or any kind of content behind 
a uh, a streaming service. Mm-hmm. Even Netflix, oh. even if even Netflix, even if it's not at first, releases most of those series on DVD. Mm-hmm. Well, well, a lot of their stuff goes to movie theaters these days. I mean, yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm just I, that's another one of my big worries. Now I know I understand when like a game company or a streaming service makes their own shows and stuff like that. You know, that mm-hmm. is understandable. But you're right. Even then, after a while, after they've kind of gotten all their new subscriptions over it, they'll make a DVD. I got a season one special edition of Stranger Things that's made to look like an old rental VHS box. And it's amazing. Um, And that is exactly the kind of thing I want and I'm talking about. So, you know, that's how I get my Stranger Things fix anymore. (laughs) So... Tying back this back into the news of the new PlayStation Now, we have the PlayStation mm-hmm. Now Basic, Extra, Premiere, whatever they called it there, the three tiers. Tier one is just old school PlayStation Plus. Tier two mm-hmm. lets you download or stream PS4 games and stream PS3 games because they have not figured out a good emulation for PS3 games. The Premiere one, though. So not quite. So all the streaming stuff is in the uh, is in the premium. The the extra one is is um, is no streaming. It's downloading PS4 and PS5 games. So they're middle. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. My apologies. The closest one to like a Game Pass like competitor, where where the premium tier is kind of like ultimate. One slight difference though, because I was looking at their fine print there. PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 games, you're able to download on your PS5. Yeah, I know. Which, that is new, by the way. As a current subscriber to PS Now, mm-hmm. the only PS2 games that are downloadable on Now are downloadable because they ported them to PS4. Mm-hmm. So there's no PS1 on PS Now at all today. There's no PSP either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, cool. I mean, I may not be big for that service, but there's a few old school PS2 games I'd love to get. You know, mm-hmm. you can't buy them. They're not selling them. They're only going to be available through their streaming service. That infuriates as as me. Yeah, and that infuriates me. Uh, the the whole point of. Th- I'm going to sound like a uh, Xbox pony right now, but one of the great things about Xbox Game Pass... There are ponies and there are Xbots. Okay, I'm an Xbot. I'm an Xbot. I'm going to sound like an Xbot right now. I I used to be on Twitter, so I know the terminology. Trust me. The console wars are alive and well on that damn platform. I have not bothered with console wars in so long because it's just like, I love everything and will play everything. Right. Mm-hmm. What I like about Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, or any other versions of Game Pass, is it's an option, not a forced choice. There is nothing that is going to be on Game Pass that I can't just go and buy. Th- that That is the biggest distinguisher. So, Game Pass for me, there's some games that I'm going to want to try out, but not necessarily want to purchase. Cool. That's a quick, easy way for me to do that. You know, I can... Uh, I actually downloaded today that Trek to Yuma uh, to try it out. Oops. Trek to Yomi. Yomi, thank you. Thank you. 
Um, no problem. It looks but, beautiful. Oh yeah, I I I downloaded. I haven't gotten a chance to play yet. Work was bonkers today. But that's that's kind of my thing here is as we're starting these new like kind of streaming console wars there. Do you guys think we're going to see more games vaulted behind these subscription services? Oh, don't don't. I mean, that's right. We don't. There is no virtual console. Virtual console is dead. It died with the Wii U. All we have is. Don't remind Nintendo... me. I've been picking up Nintendo game cards for, at the grocery store every time I go for the past two months. I think I've spent well over a hundred dollars on virtual console Wii shop Wii U shop titles, <laughs> and I'm not done yet. And I still haven't touched the 3DS. <laughs> it's it's insane to me how you have these games for current gen consoles that can absolutely play them. I mean, they are playing them. The only one I give any leniency to is the PS3 because that cell processor makes it an emulation nightmare. Yeah, no, and it, it's it's crazy to think I, I, I've watched enough content and, and heard all the tech specs. I didn't realize it, you know, way back when when I used to play my you know PS3 all the time. And um, my God, I mean, that was so long ago at this point, but. <laughs> that system has a that the cell architecture is a 128 bit processor. You know how weird that is. That is so strange. Yeah, because so modern modern PCs are 64 bit, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So way back when the the father of PlayStation decided, which by the way, if you didn't know, the cell architecture was made by Kunaragi, who is the okay. father of PlayStation, and after the PS3, he retired. You know, um, so he's the one that made it. It was supposed to be like Sony's big supercomputer, and you know, I know a lot of big like agencies ended up buying the PS3s who use them as supercomputers because they could run Linux and they could do all kinds of crazy things if you learned how to use the exotic architecture. But in addition to the weird um, processor architecture with it being a, a 128 bit. Um, they had SPUs, which had each SPU had a, a half gig of RAM. And the reason why it's so hard to emulate PS3 games is because apparently all the devs that, that did it well used it differently. Because the whole trick to the making a really good PS3 game one that looked really well or ran really well, whatever it was, was figuring out unique ways to use these SPUs that were you, know, you can kind of use like those additional memory. Though, I mean, it technically was a processing unit. Hmm. Yeah. So, so, like so you said, have to basically like build an emulator that's an emulator for every game, right? And the games that we want are probably going to be like the big ones anyways, the big splashy ones. And at least they ported some of those. Like, there's at least Last of Us is on PS4. The Uncharted Collection is on PS4. So you can get away with not having to do... They even ported God of War 3 as a PS4 game. Mm -hmm. There's still quite a few things that are locked there that are unfortunate. Like, I want, I want my Resistance series. Why is it that I can only play Resistance 3 on PS Now? I can't play Resistance 1. I can't play Resistance 2. 
Where is Infamous? Killzone yeah. 3. Mm. What's that? Killzone 3. Yeah. I mean, that there's some gaps, and, and it's really weird on a, you know, a PlayStation subscription service, and I really hope that they fix this with a, it rolling into Plus. There should be the all of the first-party games, because there's no reason not to have them. They own the licenses. They should all be there. Are you talking about, like, the old first-party games? Yeah. yeah. Now, what about new ones? So, like, where do you stand with, like... Oh, yeah. I mean, PlayStation's never going to do day and date. Like, I mean, I shouldn't say never, because even Jim Ryan won't say never. They aren't doing it right now. They mm -hmm. won't do it until they feel like they have to do it to compete. And I get it. Yeah. Totally get it. But it's just I like I like I am so torn on this because I like the subscription services as an option. But I've got enough subscription services. I don't want to feel like I'm being forced into any. And that's kind of where I land on the subscription services. Like, like I'm going to try out PS Plus Premium just because I'm curious. And I mean, I got a sweet deal on it, right? I paid half price, you know? That they are now blocking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I get it. I get why they did that. I know a lot of people are really mad. And, you know, it sucks if you went to the trouble of going to a retail store and buying a card that you can't use. Mm -hmm. And eventually you will be able to use it. It's just you're not going to get a full year. You won't be able to get the steal that like I got when I when I jumped right. on the, the PS4 mm -hmm. thing. So it sucks. It is what it is. The business, you know, this is if we were to, you know, on the if this were on the other side, I can't imagine that this would be something that Xbox would do because they don't do things like that. Xbox allows you to completely abuse the one dollar Game Pass conversion oh. thing. Oh, they let you abuse that. Oh, so hard. Yeah. So I mean, they've never stopped people from you know doing that. So why you know, if if the shoe were on the other foot, I don't I I don't think they would do this. But it's PlayStation, right? And sometimes I don't think PlayStation is ever as you know bad as as nintendo with some of the decisions that they do but i mean i feel like if there's a spectrum like playstation's definitely in the middle between nintendo and microsoft so they're not quite you know as consumer friendly as microsoft they still got some very old japanese boomers at these companies that make some very strange decisions and it's just kind of like guys you're an international company in the 2020s right now what are you doing and it's just like uh goodness <laughs> retire already <laughs> retire or listen to the people around you at this point retire <laughs> yeah uh, i was gonna say something what was i about to say don't you hate it when that happens just giant brain fart Unfortunate, Dave. What what are your thoughts on on all of the subscription you know madness? Are are you? Are I liked you, it. Uh, it's clearly fan? not. It's clearly not for me. It, it clearly is not. It's not something I would personally do because I'm also a collector firmly with these games. And usually, once a game enters my collection, uh, unless it's a double or unless it is absolute garbage, it is not going to leave that collection anymore. 
-hmm. You know, I, I had a big purge a couple of years ago, the first time I moved, and that was literally me moving from upstairs to my kid bedroom to downstairs in my parents' basement for the neat that I was, because I was not in education anymore or employment or training at the time. It was just uh, Big Dave downstairs looking for a job. So, but there was so much stuff to take downstairs. I got rid of over like 200 games. And now since I've like, I've bought my own house and everything, it's just like, you know, the second time I was just like, everything is coming with me. So, <laughs> you know, get, you know, my collection is like a black hole. Things go in very rarely do things come out. So, but that's me, you know, and I'm not every other person. So I liked it when Tyler said, you know, this would be great for an option for the budget conscious gamer who doesn't have like the uh, money that, you know, that I am happy to enjoy right now. And even then some people would be like, wow, you're able to do that on that budget, you know, cause I have a teacher salary and it's just like, yeah, cause I've been smart about it for years, but, um, but that would be great for, you know, like some of my kids at school, that's perfect for them. Okay. I can buy a $60 game and maybe have one game every three months, maybe, you know, if I'm not working and just get an allowance, if that, or I can spend, how much is it a month for? 15 bucks. Yep. 15 bucks a month, which I could probably scrounge together at least $5 a week. That leaves me with $5 left over at the end of the month. And I get to play as many games on that service as I want. That makes perfect sense. But the thing I do get mad about is, yes, we do have some titles that are locked on this service because, you know, the companies, unfortunately, we do live in a society right now where companies are exceptionally greedy and they're no longer trying to hide it in some cases anymore. And so I do get bugged by that. Now, I could understand maybe starting your game out on that service and then it's just like, go, oh, okay. But this is going to come down out later down the line uh, as a full release, all right? You know, or maybe they test the beta on the service. Service, service. I can't yeah, talk. But, I mean, and that's. I mean, <clears throat> the thing is, is that that that's that that's where there's you know there's certainly going to be differences with the different subscriptions. I mean, the argument for Game Pass and why people think it, you know, what why it's so sexy for a lot of folks is that. It's it's day one um, Xbox exclusives on the service. You don't ever have to buy Halo Infinite. You don't ever have to buy um, um, was it Starfield, right? Mm -hmm. you, you just pay your subscription. And you get the games, right? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm I, actually I see Tyler. I see I see your hand up. What's up? <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually going to disagree with you slightly. I don't think that's the sexiest draw of uh, Xbox Game Pass, and the reason I say I that. Mean, that's mostly what I hear, right, from 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 people. So I mean, I mean, that is that is kind of the marketing pull. But if you really think about it, there, Xbox doesn't have that many like banger original games yet. But, all right, yeah, no, really, that's kind of been the problem. <laughs> but they have made partnerships. They have made smart partnerships. You have all of the EA Access games on there now. You've got. Indies coming out on there. You've got freaking yeah, cards. Isn't, isn't they aren't the EA games only trials though? No, 
I get EA access with it. I get I've got Mass Effect uh, trilogy on my PSR on my Xbox right now, playing at 120 frames per second. Nice. For some reason, I thought maybe it's just because EA's subscription model is confusing. So, Don't they so, have a tier that is just like trials or something like that? So, so it it's conflating two different things there. So, EA Access doesn't give you the brand new games right at launch, but usually about six months down the line, they do. The EA Access does give you uh, like three hours to try each game. Okay. A, a brand brand new ones. Which, which I will say, I mean, that leads into one of the things that while you guys were talking that, that I find really interesting about the, that, that may be like the, the, the underrated potentially, because I mean, it's really hard to talk about a subscription service that doesn't exist, but, you know, PS Plus Premium, one of the recent things they've been talking about in the news is that to certify a new game on PlayStation, on the store, devs, um, if it's a full price game, so I think they they released the value. I think a retail value of a thirty four thirty four ninety nine game, which comes out to basically a fifty dollar game. Price yeah, I was gonna say the, the wholesale price of the game. Yeah, is yeah, is yeah. thirty four ninety. Yeah, yeah. So basically, it's not going to be an indie game, right? We're talking about you know these are your your basically AAA games, right? Fifty dollars or more, um, mm -hmm. you're going to have at least a minimum of a two hour trial. Which I mean, honestly. That that could save money. I mean, that's one of the biggest reasons why I even started looking at like review scores. Not that I particularly think that they're super valued, but a lot of times what I'm looking for, or even when I watch like YouTube videos or like Let's Plays or anything like that, hey, hey, just like everybody, I'm sure, spending 60 bucks, 70 bucks on a game and then realizing, oh shit, this isn't for me. Mm -hmm. I don't like this game. I know that there's an audience for this. But especially in the, the the new world order that we live in, where like I think you know most people are buying games digitally, and if you buy a game digitally, there, especially on PlayStation, there is no refund policy. Like if you start playing it, it's yours, I, unless you're cyberpunk. Yeah, and just to chime in, uh, I do think that physical media is still higher, but the digital number has been creeping ever higher, higher, higher. And the it's getting close to more 50-50 sooner rather than later in terms of digital versus physical. And it's hard, so hard to gauge because not everyone shares their digital sales. Like when you look at the NDP yeah, numbers. Yeah. Notorious for that. They don't share their, their digital sales. Yeah. And I wish they did. I, I feel like that would be really kind of give you an idea of how they're doing. But I know that it's a company. They don't have to. I did. Did you guys also see that uh, Xbox, with their suite of services, made another shot today at Android and iPhone? Uh, no. I saw something in the news about how Fortnite's coming back to iOS and it's through Xbox, but I, I, I had a long, busy day at work, so I have no idea beyond that. So, the cloud gaming for Xbox mm -hmm. now has Fortnite on there. For free, you don't have to have Game Pass. Nice. Oh, smart. It it is the hook to get people on there, and then saying, "Oh, there's all these games." Mm -hmm. Now, um, X Cloud or that that is what it's called, right? Mm -hmm. That 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 they they're running that on 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 iOS through a browser still, or is there an app? 
no, it's through a browser, but it works it okay. works really well. Cool. Um, well, as it runs better than PlayStation Now, let me just say that. I, I have no idea. I've never tried XCloud. I've I've tried both. Placed, and it, it's honestly a hard comparison. Sony was never going to win that fight because they don't have the Azure uh, cloud services, you know? I mean, Microsoft is the second richest company in the world, people. Let's get that out of the way. Yeah. I mean, uh, they, uh, yeah, it's true, right? I mean, that, that's why it was so strange that the last episode, you know, that we did the acquisition worse, right? I mean, it's really hard to imagine you know, anyone being able to compete with a, a company that that wealthy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe a topic for another episode. There is someone that's uh, fighting them though now, the FTC. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean that that's getting into a whole bunch of legalese. I don't know if you really want to make that kind of content. <laughs> <laughs> They're also looking into the Bungie Sony acquisition. <laughs> we'll save that for when we decide to do fall asleep ASMR content. <laughs> and our radio today we're going to be talking about the ftc and antitrust trust cases okay ira class <laughs> <laughs> all right well guys before we end for the night i want to play a fun game okay because okay. there's a lot of i'm gonna flick myself on there there's a lot of Okay, mm -hmm. and people are are promoting things that are super dumb and super greedy, but no one seems to know fully what it is. So I want to play a game where I want you guys to tell me what this is. What is a metaverse? I have searched and I'm just like, what <laughs> the hell? are you talking about so it's not... go ahead go ahead I, I have an answer but i thought it was like them trying to preemptively get a hold of a branding for like a ready player one type vr thing is what i read but i'm just kind of like i don't think we are there technologically yet so why are we even bothering right now it's like you're trying to brand for a digital landscape that doesn't exist yet. But, you know, so what is the point? Am uh, I and, wrong? No, no, I mean, and that's kind of the problem with the metaverse is it's marketing buzzwords, so it kind of mm -hmm. doesn't mean anything. But, mm -hmm. I mean, I think what the core of what it's trying to get at is that video games make a ton of money, or any kind of interactive entertainment make a ton of money right now. Mm -hmm. And I think the rest of the world is starting to realize that. And I, what they're trying to do is coin a phrase of let's bring more stuff into the interactive entertainment space, whether that be advertising, whether mm -hmm. that be events like what Fortnite does, where they do concerts or they do like reaction um, or like um, where they watch Trailer. trailers. Right. Yeah. And, and I think, and there's a lot of cool stuff, a lot of crossover type event. Fortnite basically is a giant crossover game at this point. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that it makes sense for Epic to be investing a lot of money into something that they're already doing. 
Um, but I do think that the branding, it's a dumb name, and mm -hmm. I wish it would go away. Um, I mean, it's it's big enough for for Facebook to rebrand their entire company as Meta. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts. One last one, because way too many video game companies are talking about this. What is an NFT? Not fungible token. Digital pogs is what NFTs are. <laughs> I have heard the per best answer. No effing thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a it's it's a way for them to to put a price on something that technically prior to that was free for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a piece of art that someone can own because they have the one like crypto like token for it. But I mean, does it really mean anything? I mean, I guess for the person who owns it, I suppose. I mean, they've even talked about doing it for like DLC for games where you get this helmet and it has this specialized code that shows that it's yours. I don't care about the serial code. All you're doing is trying to create artificial scarcity. Mm -hmm. Stop so it. What, what actually would be really cool and I know it won't happen because, you know, the, the, the thing is, is that, you know, video games are a business. Mm -hmm. They're both an art form and a business. And what would be really cool, and we actually have the technology to do this, because that's what I mean, crypto lets you do, is you technically could provide a way for people to actually trade digital games. Mm -hmm. They're never going to do. Yeah. There's no money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it yeah. they're it's they they they're going digital to get rid of like the GameStops and the reseller market. They're not going to let you do it with the digital. They're not going to create a re they're not going to create a reseller market cuz then there's no money for them. Yeah. yeah, unless they try and treat it like eBay where they take 10%. I mean, the store the, the storefronts are getting like seventy percent, man. Mm -hmm. That's a total big difference between retail. When they sell at mm -hmm. a retail store, they are only getting half. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that extra twenty percent is why you know uh, all these storefronts have become so rich. Why why Valve doesn't have to make video games, even though they used to be one of the prominent publishers right. and video game makers in the world. I'm just surprised no one's really taken on Valve, and Valve has to step up their game again. But I, I kind of have a feeling it's only a matter of time with Valve. <laughs> I just before they have to do something to ch kind of change things up a bit. I don't know. I just like when the like Steam a Deck? game, not even that, but when like a game company has done the same thing the same way for so long, you know, inevitably you're eventually going to breed in a uh, a weakness and like someone has yet to exploit that just yet but i think it's coming so i mean the epic know. game store is making a, a a valiant launch at that uh you know underselling mm -hmm. them uh mm -hmm. giving a larger percentage to the actual game developers that's true now, that's true but sure. steam is kind of hoping for the apple effect they they've got you so rooted in that it's going to be too hard to switch over mm it's True. large. I mean, there's still a much bigger launcher. 
It's crazy how many launchers there are on PC, but really pretty much everyone plays Celeste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even now. Yep. That's why I play Destiny on. Now that it's no longer on the uh oh, what is uh Activision Blizzard's launcher called? I can't remember. Battle.net. Cosby. What does that know what it's called? <laughs> I mean it's, it's appropriate. <laughs> or inappropriate, depending or depending on how you call it. The Cosby uh, show. The Cosby the, the Cosby launcher. The, the, their chat rooms are called the Cosby Suites. Oh Jesus. And with, that, and with that, everyone, I think that was a fantastic episode. Any last words from you guys? <laughs> Don't play two 60-hour-plus games back-to-back. -back. Take a breather. <laughs> uh, watch out for uh, all the subscriptions you have. It's really easy for them to, you know, charge you. The, they all, the, at least as far as I know, they still do this, where you sign up, they're set to auto-renew. Just like with your Netflix, they just keep on charging your credit card until you um, finally realize that you're not using it anymore. They do default to auto-renew. You can change it to not auto-renew. And that's what yes. I've done with mine. Yeah. So whenever you sign up for something, first thing you need to do, go in, turn off auto-renew. Because you need to make sure it's a conscious decision that you want to still keep spending that money protect yourself <laughs> and with that guys game on game on <laughs>